This is the 919 Beer Podcast on 99.9 The Fan. Now here are your hosts for the 919 Beer Podcast, Joe Ovius, Adam Eshbaugh, and Wayne Holt. Welcome to the 919 Beer Podcast. Joe Ovius from 99.9 The Fan in Raleigh, North Carolina. Adam Eshbaugh and Wayne Holt from 919 Beer. What's up, fellas? What's up? Yo. Yo, yo. We will talk with Highland Brewing a little bit later on in the podcast. Coming up on 25 years, Jess Petrosky. He's the Eastern North Carolina field rep for Highland Brewing. He just came over from a long time at a distributor, so it'll be interesting to get his take on where the craft scene has gone in the time that he's been working it and what's new at Highland. Food today from scratch. We were there for a 919 Beer podcast recording or two. in December. <laughs> Technically two. One and a half. You just didn't hear the one. One was a silent partner. <laughs> we just It was a test run. It was the beta. But uh, they brought one the food today. Regardless. What was that? That wasn't just any old cheesesteak today, was it? No, it was the, like the marinated uh, beef I think they used for the bibimbap, and they did a cheesesteak out yeah, of it. Yeah, I was going to say, it definitely had a bippity-boppity flavor to it. So, so look, one thing I do need to mention about, about what you brought in from scratch <laughs> I did not get any smoked checks. You mate, didn't. Which I don't get. Oh, I mean, we don't serve it anymore. No. I'm just kidding. Why, why did I get potato salad and not check, check mix? I, I mean, know, check, man. Check, 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 Right? Well, I think it was probably because Wayne and I met at Scratch in the parking lot, and he said, get in there and get the food. I bet if he'd have walked his pretty little behind in there and asked for some checks mix, he could have gotten yeah, some. Yeah, what's up with that? But why I, I, so I didn't, I didn't sat in a Jeep. I didn't even think about it because I'd have been like, yo, bro, 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 Dude, give me a gallon so, of that mix. Why is it demanding? Because that's well, it's demanding good. post facto. That's the problem. Oh, it's 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 good. The, hey, well, wait, why no, didn't no, you no, do this? No, no, well, which no, one's Adam. worse? Which one's worse? Is it Wayne's upfront de facto demands of like rah, 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 whatever? Or that wasn't upfront, it was afterward. Or uh or passive aggressive, I see you didn't bring the thing. No, because here's the thing. I've got to take him back. Adam. It's all about tone. I I've have a much nicer tone oh, when okay, I deliver I gotcha. the same thing. I've got to take him back to get his car, so I'll get it when we go back. Okay. Gotcha. Fair enough. Problem solved. Fair enough. All right. So uh, a couple of things. Did we did we talk last week about the WRL Viewers Choice Awards or no? I don't know. Was the podcast ever uh, ever come out? It did. You hush. (laughs) Too soon. Yeah. Don't. Don't. I don't think we got. Yeah, we did a little bit because did, did we yeah, bring it up? Yeah, we did. We didn't win, I, right? Because I told you I won. No, the, we got uh, second place. That's I got, right. I got we third still place Brown in the Lowe, building. Though. Okay, building I can't. That's the okay, thing. I can't remember. I can't remember. I know what we didn't talk about. Uh, we didn't talk about Dogfish apparently coming out with the the undiscovered country, the low calorie IPA. Right. IPAs have been as popular as they've gotten, and I, I will blame this podcast and all the IPAs that come through this podcast for my weight gain. These jeans, <laughs> a little yeah. tight. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking like... Uh, I'm, I'm feeling your brother. Like I'm, a sausage. I'm looking like Steve Perry in the uh, video I showed my kids the other day wow. of Don't Stop Believing live in Houston. You're not looking like Charles Barkley did last night on the Goldbergs, though. <laughs> I did not see Wearing coaching the... shorts and a, and a coach's uh, polo that... that could have been larger. Did anybody else enjoy the comments about the comparison between Zion Williamson and Charles Barkley? Was yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Jim Beheim said. Yeah. Jim Beheim said <laughs> he's, he's a lot like Charles Barkley, except that he shoots the ball better and he's not as fat. Not as fat. <laughs> so he's not like Charles Barkley, essentially. Anyway, so this is IPAs are there are there all there are all sorts of side effects about IPAs, and maybe you guys can do like a PSA in about addition this, to your weight gain to drink more lagers, yeah. right? IPAs will uh, they're usually higher in calorie count. They will lead to moobs. Which is a uh, mm. I, I've suffered from those as long as I can remember. I had nothing to do with IPAs; they just added to it. Um, I don't think loggers do that, right? No. Okay, I didn't think no, so. You lose weight drinking loggers. Oh, is that, is that yeah. how it works? Is that how it works? Oh wow! But Dogfish apparently has something coming down the line that, and I'm curious to try it, that will solve this issue. They're not the first ones to try a low calorie IPA, but if there's a if there's a group that might be able to do it, Dogfish might be the ones. I'm going to reserve judgment, but you two you two know this better than I do with the IPA things. Uh, there's a fine line between a low calorie IPA that tastes like an IPA versus hop water. Yeah, the big the big key is they're not going to be able to do any bittering bittering hops. It's yeah. all going to be late addition and dry hopping because that's what's going to give you that great aroma. Is do you think they can do it? I think if anybody can do it, they're going to be they're super innovative uh-huh. and they've got. They have the tools at which to figure it out. You know, it's it's not really a stab in the dark. I'm sure they've, they've done 
several test batches. And then you were telling me uh, CBD beers, for instance, New Belgium. Yeah, the Hemperer, yeah. The Hemperer, they got CBD oil in it. When it comes out of the tap or when you open up the bottle, it's dank, but it tastes like a, a an overpowering, pungent IPA. And there are some questionable health benefits to CBD oil, depending on who you are or what kind of oil you right. get. If you go on Amazon, there's a lot of snake oil that's out there that's not even CBD oil. You have to usually go to like a hemp pharmacy. I know like in Raleigh, there's one on Hills Grove Street. Where there's one right the, down from Alpha. So they'll, the give the real, they'll give you the oh, real really? stuff. Carrie, yeah. Carrie yeah. has one. Huh? Yeah, so they'll give you the real stuff. But um, So this is like a new frontier when it comes to CBD, but Flying Dog is coming out with a straight-up THC-laced beer? They're, they hope to be. If you okay. if you check out Brewbound, yeah, uh, this came out on the sixteenth, mm-hmm. so a couple days ago, and it's called Hop Chronic, <laughs> of course. Great name, of and, course. You know, Flying Dogs known if you know their their artwork. It's all that Ralph Steadman art. It's very unique. Yeah, you can spot it. Um, whether you know the name of the beer or not, you know it's going to be a Flying Dog beer, and it's it's in the same strain. If you will. Oh, hey, oh. Wow. So what you did there. It's saying pending approval for the Maryland Medi- uh, Medicinal Medicinal Cannabis Commission, Flying Dog Brewery and Greenleaf Medical Cannabis plan to release Hop Chronic IPA, uh, m- the state of Maryland's first THC-infused non-alcoholic beer. So that's going to be really interesting. Okay, so basically they're not going to be selling this in your grocery store. No, basically it's no, going to come it's out of the dispensary. It's, it'll be a dispensary. So, so Maryland's right. okay, that makes medicinally sense, approved. Right. Well, I got you know. Not recreation. I got the arthritis. So. <laughs> I got, I got, it helps my eczema. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but it's not. It's they are not a recreational state, but they. It's just a matter of time. They said it will be available, I believe, uh, in singles, but also in uh, six packs. But DC's recreational, right or not? I don't know. I think they are. DC is. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I don't DC know. is. However, the the, the, the kind of the. Sticking point here, too, is the production of it. So Flying Dog could produce the the beer, mm. the non-alcoholic beer, but they can't add the THC. They can't spike it. It has to be done through that pharmacy or through the, the dispensary. So it'll be hand-bottling. So yeah, I, don't, I don't know how. I don't uh, know how they're going to do it. I really don't. It's... it's uh, I'd, I'd, Maybe they're just I'd be interesting ship, to see how the whole thing happens. They're going to ship a container of juice over to the dispensary and they'll hand bottle there. And well, they're going to can it. Can it? Yeah. You mean they're not? Wow. No. So, so I've. So I, they're, I not guess gonna, they're, they're not going to shotgun it into the can. I would right? imagine what they're going to do. <laughs> no, they're, <laughs> what they're probably going to do is is uh, hit me. <laughs> in brewing, you use what's, that in brewing yeah, you use right. what's called a brink a lot of times, which is basically a keg, and it's a way to. Um, Add your yeast yep. as your trance as you're knocking out into the fermenter. I would imagine it'll be kind of that kind of system. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I maybe I, we could I do really a road no trip idea. up there. I'd, I'd really like to find out. If, if, first of all, it's not even approved yet. But when it right. gets if if and when it gets approved, I'd really be interested in the whole process. I think Joe should get capital to foot the bill for a road trip up there for us to just for a tasting further. Yeah. Well, just well, the, I mean the ACC different. the ACC tournament's going back to DC in a couple of years, so maybe you guys can no, join us up there this year. Where's is it in Brooklyn this year? Again? No, it's in Charlotte this year. Charlotte, okay. No, I've it's heard not where you get the good barbecue. Oh, that's right. You have to yeah. go Charlotte. Charlotte no Charlotte barbecue pales in comparison to Brooklyn barbecue. Yeah, but they got a lot. Close this enough is true. to South Carolina. That's really good barbecue. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, one other uh, one other story before we bring on Jess from Highland. This is from Newsweek. Headline, doctors saved man's life by pumping 15 cans of beer into his body. Wayne, you've been there. No, actually, I have not. Because if I drank 15 cans of any beer, I'd probably be dead. Well, this saved so him. What happened? So, all right. He must have been a raging alcoholic. That, no, actually, he was drinking the bad stuff. This was in Vietnam, and doctors had a guy who was 48 years old. He was taken to the hospital, and they found levels of methanol, Ugh. not the other anol that you typically get from alcohol, Wow, which is, I think, ethanol, right? Well, ethanol is uh, no, wait. what they put in the no. old school... Yeah, race cars. The old, yeah, no, wait, 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 wait. I'm trying to remember which which is the which is the anol that is good. I don't know off the top of my head. Anyway, I know, I know methanol is bad for you. Anyway, 
So apparently he had enough methanol in his body. It was over a thousand times the recommended limit. Ooh. Yeah. So in order to save the man's life, they started giving him beer. And the reason why they gave him beer, it allowed the patient to stop for formaldehyde from turning into formic acid, this is from the story, which gave the doctors more time to perform dialysis oh and remove God. the alcohol from his system completely. Wow. Yeah. That's nuts. So when somebody tells you beer can't save your life, you say, yes, it can. Let me give you the example of the dude who had 15 cans of beer pumped into his system. You know, beer's your friend. Beer is your friend. Speaking of methanol, and this was several months ago, but did you guys see that headline? About the dude uh, over, uh, I think it was closer to like uh, Lake Norman area, not the good parts of Lake Norman apparently. <laughs> that was making his own uh, his own homemade energy drink and oh. selling it to like high schoolers. No, and he got arrested because it had meth in it. Oh my goodness! You didn't hear about this? No, they found him like living in his brother a treehouse and on his brother's property. Yeah, no, this was a tremendous article. I wish uh, wow. I'll, I will find it and send it to both of you. Wow! But it was an amazing, amazing article. Was his meth lab then, in the treehouse? Like he kept, yeah. Well, he kept saying he wasn't adding it, just a little bit of gasoline. And then finally, when he realized he was he was going to be arrested, he said, "Well, fine, I did add I did add meth, and I'll have you know that I peed in every bottle too." Oh, jeez! Real quick, no, he did. I. <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it. And send it to you. Real quick, there are two types of alcohol. There's ethanol and methanol, right? I was getting okay, them. So I it was ethanol. It was. I was getting them. Uh, I was getting them confused. Methanol is bad for you. Ethanol you'll find in alcoholic drinks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, in your gas tank. Methanol is what you'll find. No. 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 Yeah, ethanol. I thought was you it? can find ethanol like in gas tanks. Right, right. Like But there's di- but there's various levels of what you sure, strip absolutely. out. Sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like I just did the Bedlam tour a couple of weeks right. ago. They went through the whole process yep. of what gets yep. stripped out Expert for the for the hearts. I read yeah. Wikipedia once. There you go. Okay, like I'm doing right now. But methanol is the stuff you find in paint thinners. Yes. Yes. So okay, that, that's bad for you. Yep. That's bad for you. Anyway, learned a lesson today. Fifteen cans of beer, they'll save you. Let's say hello to our guest Highland and Jess. Petrosky. He is the Eastern North Carolina field rep for Highland Brewing in Asheville. Welcome, Jess. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. All right, so before we talk about you and your background, let's talk about 25 years of Highland Brewing. That's wild. 25 years is a big number for a brewery. Uh, there's, We're definitely the first in Asheville, and we're hoping to keep that rocking and rolling it was it like years. I was gonna say it's like a uh, like a comment section you know you do all caps first like the first comment thing that's internet humor Adam I don't know if you get that interwebs yes on the world wide webs here so what is it do you what you know because you've just joined Highland um, what is it you think from afar that helped them get to this point well it's just uh, what what helps all breweries it's quality consistency and innovation mm-hmm. and and playing to to a diverse crowd uh, uh most highland beers most of our beers are approachable for every single beer drinker there is i mean we've got the light crisp pilsner we've got the big hoppy ipas mm-hmm. we've got the you know nice imperial stouts we've got all the different facets of a good brewery in that uh in that portfolio and we're introducing probably five new beers this year uh it's not something that we've always done for years and years and years but we've definitely uh continued to grow with the business and changing with the times of the business and then on top of that a super super strong flagship Mm -hmm. in gaelic ale yeah now you talk about changes and keeping up with things seeing some of the cans that you've uh you've busted out here uh, and what is that? The uh, was it the, the Star Chaser, Star Chaser white. white? So uh, with that can, and what's the one that's behind it? The Midnight Summit. Midnight Summit. So yes. you, so so Highland for the longest time was associated with, along with the Gaelic ale, the the guy in the kilt. Yes, right? Scotty. Scotty. Yeah, Scotty. And Scotty was part of your brand for so long that there was a little bit of a surprise. Some people raising their eyebrows when you guys decided to move away from scotty and move speaking on speaking of comment sections right <laughs> what are you doing yes. you guys have you guys have rebranded we've talked about this in the past but i am curious now that we've been what 
a year, year and a half after the rebrand? Yeah, it's been a just about exactly a year. Just it was about a February year, February right? last year. Yes. Okay, so how has that rebrand had any impact on y'all? The the rebrand has had an amazing impact. Um, not only uh, <sighs> giving us a new look, giving mm-hmm. us a fresher look. It's like, hey, remember us? Yeah, check this out. It's helping us stand out on grocery shelves. It's helping us stand out on draft towers. It's really helping us, you know, put focus back on us. Well, I just opened a Gaelic ale, and I haven't had one of these in a while. I had one last week. And I forgot. <laughs> Thanks, Wayne. I yep. forgot just how fantastic yeah. this beer is. Like, I knew it was good, sure but did. I haven't had this beer in a long time. Super clean, super approachable, and super crushable. Yeah, so before we started talking, I didn't realize this. You guys have not had, like, a full-time wit beer or, or white ale on, and that Star Chaser that's what it's not yeah, Stargazer, Star, Star, Star Chaser. Chaser. That's your that's your new full time. That is our new full time. It came out. We brewed it, uh, released it at a brewery December twenty third, and we are uh, rocking and roll with that full time. That's a really year. interesting time to release a wit. I tell you, especially what. from the brewery that brings you Cold Mountain. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got to fill in the gaps. It's, it's an excellent beer, yeah. though. It's really fantastic. I know I'm going to start carrying it at the restaurants. It's really nice. It is very, very good. Nice. nice, a nice amount of spice. Um, it it was, it's something I wish we wouldn't be out of. But now I'm on to Gaelic, and Joe just took. Oh, the I just took can. It. I took the whole. can. That's all right. Yeah. There's more cans. There's more oh, cans. I figured there was more cans. That's why I, I mean, just ran out. I brought a whole cooler. I know you. No, guys. I mean, look. I was just saying. Like, <laughs> Eshpaw hands me the can. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just gonna take the whole thing. Don't mind me. I wasn't this... gonna be presumptuous and just pour, start pouring your beer. No, I got it. This is super cold out of the cooler. I'm gonna have it at its best. <laughs> so. It's such a stark contrast while while you're drinking from that Gaelic can. It's stu- such a stark cr- contrast from what we knew as Gaelic ale, though. As far as uh, the, mar- the the branding of it, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. Scotty's gone. This this new branding still, and especially this Gaelic ale, it's interesting. Just it's red, orange, and yellow. Yes, yes, it's it's really uh, that's really added to really, you know, kind of mimic the color of the beer, what you imagine when you're going to be drinking the Gaelic beer and the mountain scene and everything like that. It's showing our roots, you know, so. Uh, we're from the mountains, and we'll always be from the mountains. I think you can get this view from Highland if you make it up to the rooftop bar. Only at sunset. But I wasn't able to make it at that time because there was a wedding going on that day. So we were like, yeah, sorry. And we had to slum it out in the field. With I'll be the... there next Friday. Yeah, let me know how I'll it let works you know. for you. I'll let you know if I and find Joe, that. And we can get you back. Up I know, I know. Actually, it's, it's on. Actually, it's I'll on, be there at dark. It'll be at 6. It's on the list of things to uh, to do in 2019 is head on back there. But um, I did bring up the facility for a reason. You guys have done a lot of work out there because you know now it's it's just so easy to get out to Asheville and people can make weekend trips out of it. Joe says this now, but he hadn't been there for ten years until last year. Oh yeah. yes, and, and he's I, been like what yeah. three times three since times, then? Actually, yeah. I went yeah. three times. And all, Joe's, Joe's, Joe's an Asheville pro now. I totally pro. Yeah, look, it's, I, I read Wikipedia once. Great, you know, got I everything I needed. I still have you both, Pete. In all honesty, well, it's been <laughs> a long time you, since I'd been there until yeah. I went there for. You know, like in September, August or September of last year, and I was just amazed at the work and everything that's been done to the facility. And that all came around with our rebranding. Mm-hmm. We rebranded our package, uh, rebranded some beers, uh, changed some things around, introduced new beers, and also rebranded the consumer experience at the brewery. Uh, it's a lot more clean, efficient, um, got a brand new bar. Uh, rooftop bar, event space, amphitheater—it's rocking and rolling. There's more to come. We got—we uh, also own like 40 or 50 acres around the facility. Mm. We're putting walking trails in. That's uh, awesome. There's talk about a disc golf course, which is going to be cool, and it's all to enhance the consumer experience. And yeah, and I think Sierra Nevada really did that for a lot of breweries. Just say, just to say, hey, this is what a consumer experience can really be. Oh yeah, it's it's made everybody really step their game up and make it a destination for for not only the beer drinker but for families which is important for you guys because as we were talking about you're not on the south slope mm-hmm. yeah. you're, you're kind of outside of town a little bit um on the east side of town kind of as you're coming in yeah which is perfect for people when they're coming up like on a friday evening like that's the first stop that's I, usually I, my first stop when i'm coming yeah, up. I like that's, yeah say, that's what we did i like to say it's the first and last stop when you go to Asheville. 
Yeah. And and it's better to be one of those two than it is to be the fifth stop out of 20. Although it is nice going on there, going out there like on a sunny su- Saturday afternoon. Because there's always at least oh, yeah. one or two food trucks going. There's a lot of Yeah, we've going got on food trucks pretty much lined up every day. Most of the time on the weekends, we have two food trucks. Um, there's talk about possibly in the future having a restaurant, whether we subcontract that out or not. Uh, it, it's good. It, it's known that that's a necessary thing, but um, that's definitely not on our priority list right now. Well, something you're more used to talking about is the beer, and you just cracked up in a new can of this uh, seasonal you have. It's the Midnight Summit. It's a vanilla milk stout. I saw this can the other night. I had an event to do, uh, and I hadn't seen this can. There's a lot going on with this can. Oh yeah. What? Tell me about this beer. Well, this beer is a nice, smooth 6% uh, alcohol vanilla milk stout. It's our first dark beer, malt-forward beer in a can, and uh, we're really excited about it. It was first released uh, same time as Star Star Chaser was. Um, We released those two beers at the same time. That's interesting because the cans do have Mm -hmm. a similar feel to them. Well, this is our our seasonal can. It's made to stick out against sure not really against our regular portfolio but it's really just to show that it's something different and something new um now star chaser is going to be year round but we had that beer as a seasonal last year and it did so well we didn't want to get rid of any of the build up uh how do you say it like build up drinking drinker base that we had with that can so we didn't want to stray them away into the mountain scene theme of the other cans year round so we kept that uh we, we had a lot of equity built up in it so we okay. kept that can the same and we're rocking and rolling and um, midnight summit i'm super excited about we've uh we've done really well with it so far can has got everything going on you're right mm-hmm. and you know it, it just it's another one of those things that really stands out on the shelves i'm not gonna take this can fully i'm gonna pass it along it's a, it's a tasty it. beer. It's very tasty. It says it has shades of coffee, but it's not brewed with coffee. No, it's not right. brewed with coffee. Just, that's just all the malt. grain. That's all the malt bill. I'm going to give myself a yeah. proper two-ounce pour. And it, it's very light on the vanilla, so it's not going to scare away people. It's not overly sweet. It's not overly yeah. roasty. I'm not a guy that likes really sweet beer. Yeah, no, so, I'm, not, I'm not either. You know, I, I can really drink <laughs> this and really enjoy it. Uh, that's, yeah, okay. All right. And this so, probably cha- and this probably changes a bunch when uh, it warms up too. Probably get more of the uh, the roasty notes. What do we got there? Ooh, so fancy bottle. He That's brought a fancy, he brought one of the cold mountain. I mean, these are the OG blue bottles. Yes, these are uh, all hand bottled still. And my That's ac- a labor of love. My actual wow. first day at Highland Brewing happened to be the day that they were hand bottling these liter bottles of cold mountain. I and, never realized these liter bottles had the stoppers on them, too. Well, I didn't either until I was, uh, my job was to put those uh, <laughs> swing top stoppers on. Mm. And I'm going to tell you what, after those about are a lot of fun. 200, 300 bottles, my thumbs got a little sore yeah, and a little I bet. blistered. I bet. I'm telling you what, this is uh, something that Oscar really wants to keep going uh, in the business because this is. This is the uh, only format that Cold Mountain was available yeah. when it was uh, when it was introduced, and it's a tradition. It's a nice gift. I, I mean, the blue colored glass, the swing top, really makes it appeal to a lot of people for you know, for anything. Um, and they're all sadly they're all hand bottled because we don't have a bottling line that can handle one liter swing top bottles, and it's it's fun. So you started right when Cold Mountain came out. Yes. What a time to start with Highland. I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> like every week should be I, Cold Mountain Week. Yeah. Uh, My sales were great this week. Uh, no, every week does not <laughs> need to be Cold Mountain Week. Mm. That was an intense. That was an intense, uh, intense week. But yes, I did start right as Cold Mountain was about to rock and roll, and being in the business for so many years, I've always known that Cold Mountain was the Holy Grail of Highland. And it's honestly, the Holy Grail of Asheville. Yeah, it's, I mean, it really honestly, is. it's the Holy Grail of Asheville, and it still is. I've seen many breweries release beer that, you know, come and gone. The buzz is gone, and now it's for this beer. It's 
still the same. We had probably 500, 600 people there at the brewery for the release. Um, starting on a Thursday at 3.30, people were lining up at 7 a.m. Wow. Before I was even at work. That's like a Duke game, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Sounds... Mm. You mean like the Syracuse game in Durham? Oh. Ooh. That's a touchy one. Too soon. Well, they could lose two in a, two in a row with they, it could have been town. it should have been three because Florida State shouldn't have let them slip past. Yeah, there was that too. There was that anyway. Too. Back to the stick to beer. Yeah, I was gonna say nobody listens to this podcast stick, for the ACC takes. They listen to beer. topics and takes with Lauren Brownlow for third that. place. The third place uh, right. podcast from <laughs> right. WRL. At least choice. we finished ahead of her. There we go. Right. So you got, we got, we got that beat. going. We got that going for us. So you were there for the release. I was yes. That's kind of an all hands on deck Actually, day for, yeah, for the all entire, Highland employees, yeah, right? Yeah, the entire company is there. So the way we work it is the Monday and Tuesday of that week we have a sales meeting. Wednesday is prep for the chaos that is going to be Thursday. <laughs> um, and uh, we have it up in the uh, in the meadow area where the amphitheater is and everything. And we just create lines and you know uh, people can buy it in several different formats the leaders 22 ounces also imperial cold mountain is available yeah so did that came too. out again this year oh yes oh yes still haven't had that yet and uh Never we did that one this year we did 13 different casks and released them every two hours during the uh 26 hour day wow yeah it, so <laughs> how many people how many people were there 24 hours of cold mountain of uh, last number i heard throughout the weekend we had around uh, I don't want to understate it, but I think around 5,000 people came through the brewery that weekend. Wow. Dang. That's a pile of people. That is. That is. I mean, you got, I was, y'all got space, but that's a lot of people. I was absolutely spent after that weekend. I was like, well, I'm, I'm going home and going it's like to sleep a weekend at the logger company. That would be, a, uh, that would be <laughs> trial by Jeez. fire. So, you know, welcome to the club, right? Yeah, that, that was, was great. That was your yeah. first, first instance there. They, it's their uh, Black they, Friday. Yeah, they actually yeah. told me that you know, we've never had anybody start this time of year. But. We think you could handle it. I was like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> and you're like, I'm exhausted now. Yeah. So what were you doing before you joined Highland? I was uh I worked for a local beer distributor mm-hmm. in Raleigh for fifteen years. Okay. And I was a sales manager for the on premise, mm-hmm. one of two sales managers for the on premise uh division in that distributorship. Okay. And in the fifteen years that you did that from when you started to when you left, what would you say is the biggest change in the triangle or this part of the state in terms of craft beer? Oh, uh, craft beer is the biggest change. Oh, it's just that's yeah. the answer. Yeah, I mean, craft beer craft beer is just has been an amazing phenomenon ever since uh, Pop the Cap yeah. happened in North Carolina. And ever since then, we've been getting new breweries opening up. It started out slow, and it's definitely ramped up mm-hmm. here lately. And so what do you think it is about North Carolina that has created this kind of, I mean, it's, you know, North Carolina is not unique. You know, there's other places where you can brew beer, but why do you think North Carolina gets written up a lot these days? I think it's the, uh, it's the diversity of people that are in North Carolina and the fact that we have some pretty dang good water. Mm -hmm. Uh, The mountains, that's why several breweries like Sierra Nevada, you know, New Belgium, Oscar Blues chose North Carolina for their east coast brewery yeah is because of the quality of water and that has something to do with just about everything that north carolinians do and Mm. i i think that's a huge part in it and then the diversity of our our uh population it's there's a lot of people from the north there's a lot of people from the south there's Mm -hmm. a lot of people from the midwest you know it's it goes all over the place and everybody wants something different and everybody embraced craft beer when it be you know once it became a thing i remember when you know we used to sell newcastle that was that was (laughs) that was the number one was newcastle really the number one that was the number one tap handle in the Triangle area, that's I was always more of a harp man myself. Well, Newcastle was the jam. That was and yeah. Now it's clear not, bottles. I know the clear bottles were attractive back in the day. I get it. I totally get yeah. it. Now not so much, and and that's that's part of the the change in scenery and the beer scene. And, and here as of late, the uh, rotational attitude of consumers. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody drinks the same beer. <laughs> We talked like, about that last week. week. Yeah, it's yeah, funny. We actually talked week. about that. We we talked about that last week, and it actually kind of gets me to back to Highland. 
and you know being at this 25 years and we've talked about the seasonal you have your cold mountain which is that yearly thing with variants uh, all the casks that you guys uh, had when the release came out but gaelic's been around for a long time and it's right there on the can it's our flagship you know things like that and people tend to forget the flagship or the beer that they fell in love with that kind of got them on craft so how do you when you're out there as a rep get people to be like hey remember this yeah, it's it's just like Adam said when he first tasted a beer. He's like, I haven't had a Gaelic in a long time, mm-hmm. but I forgot how dang good it was. And, you know, you just have to reintroduce the brand to people. And it's important. The m- most important thing for us as a brewery is to not forget the flagship. Many yep. breweries have forgotten about their flagship. That's forgetting about your identity. I, that's something you don't want to do in the beer business is forget your identity and who you are. We are Highland Gaelic. I mean, to a lot of people, that's what they call the brewery, Highland Gaelic. You know? And that's something that we don't need to get away from. And that's it's very important for me. I always lead with Gaelic, unless I know the account is completely not for that beer into that sort of thing i i lead with gaelic that's that's the one mm-hmm. that's the one it, it it keeps me employed so how <laughs> does that beer stock up in sales volume for you guys now i mean obviously it's your flagship so for a long time it was your lead your lead selling beer i'm sure how does it stack up now against all your other line gaelic is still our number one selling that's incredible beer. 25 years wow later. that's fantastic yeah. but yeah i mean talking about new beers and staying relevant to the market i, I remember several years ago when leah took over as president. Yeah, what's, what's her title now? Uh, she, she's the president. Yeah. The so when she took over as president, I remember as she was going into that role, she did a, a little seminar up at the Glass Jug in Durham where it was her and several other women in beer were talking. And she talked about, uh, I guess at that time, Holly was your brewer. Yes. And, uh, and Holly had been there for a little bit but hadn't been there long. But they were talking about all the things that were coming at that time. And you guys, that's probably been, what, three years ago? Uh, probably yeah, two or three years ago. Than, um, yeah. But you guys introduced a ton of new beers at that point and really became relevant again in the marketplace, and now you're doing the same thing with what you've got here on the table. Yes, Holly did awesome work in the brew house, uh, changing around a lot of our recipes, modernizing a lot of our recipes where we were primarily a malt-forward brewery. Mm-hmm. We had no beers whatsoever that focused solely on hops. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think... Uh, cashmere IPA was a good IPA, but it was malt forward IPA. And that's not what today's consumers are looking for. So, and and I actually brought one, but our latest rendition of a West coast, our West coast style IPA is AVL IPA. And it brings forward all the citrus notes, all the light crispness that everybody's looking for in their IPAs. And, you know, just that innovation that Holly brought, we've, you know, she's since moved on to, uh, I believe she's with Guinness now. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. From Virginia. So, uh, yeah, she put that attitude and, and the innovative attitude into our brewery, and Leah has kept that going, and we're really, really embracing it and coming out with some brand new awesome beers on a daily basis all right so you uh keeping up with consumer trends and you also have the experience of uh, working for a distributor for 15 years so you kind of see where these things have been going i've been curious we still have time to talk about this because 2019 is still relatively new i guess we we close it out with brood ipas being a thing yes is this uh is this a thing that y'all have in the uh, in the works cuz you got to keep up with what everybody wants or or trends or whatever it is if that's what consumers want is there a brute IPA on deck uh our R&D brewer has brewed a few brute IPAs okay. and we, we they've got good reactions at the uh at the brewery i don't know if releasing them outside of the brewery is in the plans mm-hmm. right now um we do have several new beers coming out this year with the uh Star Chaser, the Midnight Summit. We're going to have a 25th anniversary collaboration with Sierra Nevada. Um, we're going to have a new uh, beer coming out kind of to honor our 25th anniversary that's going to be completely off of anything that we normally do. It's going to be a cocktail-inspired beer. Okay. Um, 
modeled after a very popular cocktail. You don't want to tip your hand. The, yet. I'm not tipping okay. the uh, tipping Harvey Wallbanger. <laughs> a Manhattan. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, it, it's going to be really fun. Okay. Uh, they're doing test batches of that right now. Um, obviously, we've we need the uh, government to. Uh, <laughs> Open, open up back again up. so uh, we can get some uh, yeah you know it's funny it's funny you mentioned that my wife actually had told me cause my wife does uh trademark and, and patents and ips and things like that and the the office is still like sustained by fees right now but there's other aspects that go into how a brewery ends up you know getting new stuff out there to market so that's that that's hit you huh Oh yeah, this is a thing yeah. that's actually hitting. It's you. Uh, we've got a new spring seasonal coming out. We've got the two new 25th anniversary beers. You got to wait. Uh, we've got to wait. <laughs> it's Jeez. one of those things, you know. Our, our uh, spring seasonal is going to be a hazy pale ale, mm-hmm. and it's just waiting. <laughs> just waiting. Jeez. It's got a pretty awesome name too, but I yeah. can't say it because we don't have it. <laughs> yeah, it's not registered yet. So yeah, yeah. that's a uh, that's a problem. Oh man, so, that's. Uh, that's unfortunate. That's yeah. unfortunate. It's one of those things where it affects every facet of our business. Okay. So, so um, the other trend, too, that I've noticed, and actually we had talked about it earlier with Dogfish, and they had come out with an IPA that is technically low calorie. This is like the next great frontier. You know, We, we talked about this a couple podcasts ago for 2018, what beers sold the most by dollar amount, right? Yeah. Uh, in terms of overall sales. And, you know, it's not a surprise that Bud Light, Miller Light, Michelob Ultra, all those beers are still destroying all the sales charts because yeah. people want their light beers. They're, they're calorie oh, yeah. conscious. So as a craft brewery or what you've seen the 15 years prior to joining Highland, do you see craft breweries trying not to chase that but being a little bit more conscious about, all right, how can we still pack in all of this flavor and the reasons why you enjoy these beers without calories. Oh man, or I, limited calories. I, I don't. I don't really know. Outside of coming out with the sparkling water, yeah. The, I mean, basically, I saw the thing with Dogfish Head. It's like basically hop water, pretty much. Yeah. And I mean, I'm curious to taste. It. I have not had it yeah, yet. I'm, they, I'm but I'm legitimately curious, curious to, to taste say it. it. Doesn't taste like hop water though. Yeah, right. They're trying to say. I read. I read some Reddit reviews. Do you remember they, the first IPAs? The first session IPAs that came out. Yeah, like the I mean, first they, round. Yeah. They were basically. They hot were water. basically hot. Well, yeah. I, re- I remember. Uh, <laughs> you know, Lagunitas Daytime in particular. It mm-hmm. tasted like hop water. Uh, now, I mean, they've definitely done a good job in updating that mm-hmm. recipe a little bit. And it, you can say that because he sold it. <laughs> yes, I, I can. Fair um, enough. And. You know, it was it was Lagunitas. Pretty yeah. Lagunitas. Yes. It was pretty Iceberg. bad to start with, but it's really I had they gotta one keep working on it. Couple couple weeks ago and it yeah, was Yeah, because like I've had really I've had some like Noda <clears throat> Noda has or had when I was there back last summer, they had like a three percent, you know Yeah. You know, basically it was their light low calorie beer. And it tasted like what you would expect a low-calorie light beer to taste like with a little bit more flavor to it. But it's not anything that I would go, you know, go nuts over. Yeah. I think what people want is to combine the, you know, give me something that's low-calorie but also has an IPA profile. And I don't know if that's possible, maybe. We're still several years tough. away from figuring it out. I think we, we've got to wait and see what uh, Dogfish Head comes up with when yeah. we get to try it. I mean, I, I, I'm interested to try it. I am too, yeah. Um, I, I'd really I think like it's a this. really great move. I think it's really smart if they can make it happen. Well, I mean, if there was if there was a brewery that could figure it out because yeah. they use, you know, their whole thing is off-centered and they go off the map with what yeah. they try to do, Dogfish would be the one to, to do it. I'm not saying everything they do is great, even though I'm a big Dogfish stan, but I'm just saying I'd be more often than not willing to give them the benefit of the doubt than you others. You don't think they do everything great because... You just didn't like that tour. Because you didn't get to lead the tour. Mm-hmm. See, why does he keep going back to the tour? <laughs> Because you were that guy. No, I wasn't. You that guy was. You were that no, guy. that guy was being that guy. <laughs> I had to check him. That's all. I had to check him. Yeah. So That's one thing I want to mention for you before you get out of here is, um, as we were talking earlier about Holly and Leah, uh, Highland employs in management a lot of female people in this industry. Probably, I know Leah's talked about this at a couple of seminars I've been where she's spoken. I forget what the percentage was, but 
I think at the time the managers were 40% of the managers at Highland were, were female. And that's something, you know, I know that uh, they're involved in the Pink Boot Society up there. Katie Smith is. And, yeah. you know, Katie came over from um, from our friends down at Twin Leaf. And, uh, and the first time we met her at Twin Leaf, we just loved Katie and we still do. But I think there's a lot to be said for the diversity that you guys have up there in the industry because it's not that way in, in every part of the country. Oh, I totally agree. And, and that's, you know, something that we definitely embrace is, it, you know, uh, our brewery was started by a Chinese guy via Jamaica. I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> how much diverse, how much more diverse do you have to be? You know, and, and Highland's all about, you know, getting the right person for the job. It right. it's, doesn't matter, you know, black, white, green, male, female. Right. It, it really doesn't matter as long as we get the right person for the right job and set them up for success. And that's the way the philosophy is at Highland. It's, And you can tell when you go out there. I mean, my daughter was in school at UNC Asheville, so there was a, a period of time from, I don't know, mid uh, – mid 13 2013 till december 16 where i was up there a lot i was up there a lot yeah. and uh we would always because she lived in the building where tasty currently is she lived on the top floor originally then moved over to west Asheville. so we tended to spend most of our time in the south slope because we could walk um but then toward the end we really started going out to highland more and more because we just loved the feel we loved we always loved the product but the feel of Highland was changing and continues to evolve with the rooftop deck, with the meadow, and the, all the things that you guys are doing and listening to Leah and, and Leah talking about getting the trails and the bicycle paths all the way back into downtown and some of the initiatives yeah. that you guys have headed up up there. It's, it's Not only are you the oldest in Asheville, but you're also one of the most physically responsible ones in Asheville, and I really appreciate that from, from a brewery that a lot of times they just aren't that way. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and that's definitely one of the things that attracted me to this company yep. is is just the environmental responsibility, the quality of both the people and the product, and just the overall activeness. And the cleanliness the, of the brew house. Oh, my gosh. We did yeah, the tour man, up there. And one it was of, one like of the cleanest breweries no, I've ever it, seen. Absolutely. It was Especially like on that scale. It was beautiful. Spick and yeah. span. It was absolutely incredible. So you can, yeah. that, that speaks to Oscar's background, though. That place is it's it's wonderful, yeah. and I, I'm glad to be a part of it, and I'm glad to share all these great beers with people like you guys and everybody else in in the market. So, what's your favorite Highland beer? AVL IPA. Yeah, that's the one yeah, I'm holding. Thing is, uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's the one we're drinking now. It's juicy. It, it's it's as advertised. Yes. On if you like that sort of thing, it's also tropical. You'll be very much about this. I think it's crushable. Yes. Kelly, Kelly was. Is it still around seven percent? What, what is it? It's six and a half. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's one of the beers that uh, we changed with, kind of with the rebrand. It was seven and a half percent. Yeah, when it was a, just IPA. Yeah, it was at. It was just regular Highland IPA. Yeah. It was seven and a half percent IPA. Uh, you know, that's good, but that's not playing to the mass quantity. It's not because when you know when I go, I've been spending a lot of time at pharmacy of late. Um, still go to, to Bond quite a bit in downtown Cary, but pro- more time at pharmacy. And when I go in there and look at their tap list, and they will typically have at the very tops their four or five IPAs, Pell Ales, what have you. Um, I don't want that seven and a half. I mean, my cutoff almost, because I'm going to have a couple or more. Yeah. My cutoff is usually about six, five, six, six. You know, I may have something lower. And then maybe have one that's at seven or, or seven and a half, but I can't sit down and have three seven and a halfs and walk home, drive home, get home. Says you, right? Huh. I just I'm not going to do it. So <laughs> at least especially since that. I gave up fighting, I don't fight he'll anymore. Fight, no nope. fight a woman. I will, nope, I will I'm not fight you. I am not fighting anymore. Throw my water bottle right. This at is your this is a kinder, gentler Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but yeah, it, it, it and it's all about allowing people to have more than one of something. Yep. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> the point of sales. Selling the beer is to sell a lot of it. If you can only sell one beer to one person, then you got to have more people. <laughs> right. But as as far as IPAs go, you guys have a number of them that, yes. that kind of rotate. Yes. So so there's Daycation, which is the Daycation, fantastic which is session. session. But uh, you've also got – what's the uh, the S- Southern Sixer is uh, a seasonal? Southern Sixer is no longer. 
Southern Sixers yeah. done. Southern Sixers is done. Wow. It got eighty sixth. Well, 86th. well ooh, ooh, yeah. 86er. Daycation <laughs> kind of fills fills that void. Um, but you with, also have um, Mandarina. Mandarina, which, yeah, is, cool. which is also a low ABV IPA. Yes, and then there was one more that I was. We have the Hawaiian Lounge Juice. Which oh, that's is a, a huge oh, yeah. limited that's, release, that's, and Pow <laughs> Triple IPA. But I thought there was something release. that you came out with about the same time of Southern Sixer. Maybe it was just Southern Six I was no, thinking I, about. I, I, actually, vacation this came out beer, the same time. AVL IPA, came out around the same time okay. as Southern Sixer. I really liked Southern Sixer. Yeah? Uh, maybe I need to call Leah. Well, you can give her a See call. See what happens. I'm sure she'll listen. Some dude runs another Here, brewery I got telling her. me just, what to do. Just, just text her. Just. <laughs> that's one thing. She will listen to you. She might not she do anything about it. Well, but. what happened there? Was it, was it just a numbers thing? Just didn't make sense to do it anymore? You know... At or was same, this before your time? Uh, that decision was made before my time, but I, I can, you know, I see the trend on, you know, session IPAs are, are going down, and when you have, yeah, the other all, brutes, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you have Daycation as a technically a session IPA, sure. mm-hmm. which has the nose and body a of a real I, yeah. IPA. Yep. It's a great. Beer. Why are you going to try to duplicate it with a, but not duplicate it, but bring out another sure. session IPA. It's kind of, you know, when the trend is going down and you're making more, what's <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So, you know, we we all love Southern Sixer as well, but there's only sense. room for one. It's a difficult decision. I, I did really enjoy that beer. Yeah. It's the Highland Not that beer. I haven't enjoyed the other Highland beers. It's I the Highland beer. Really liked when that one came. Because that one beers. wasn't a regular. One. That wasn't always available. Did you enjoy that more than you did Gaelic, considering you hadn't had one in a while? I'm still drinking mine. Yeah, because you, you know my when it when I'm not drinking my own beer, I drink a lot of hoppy beer. Yeah, you know, and that's, you, know, you can make one. It's funny because I we walked got into, one in the tanks. I walked into Doherty's uh, over in Apex on Saturday afternoon to watch some football and uh, meet some friends for dinner, and uh, I don't know why I just let me get a Gaelic, and it's and it for me too. It had been a while, but it was just it was, it was just that so nostalgic solid. thing Man, that I just looked at and saw beer. the tap handle. Like, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember drinking. Gaelic in college, you know, when I was in college, it was one of my first what fancy places where you hanging I know, out, right, man? Because when I was in college, I mean, it was like Stroh's. Hey, yeah, when I was in college, like uh, when I was at NC State between '97 and '01, it was. Yeah, but you uh, hate it, NC State. I if I life. wanted, if I wanted the fancy beer, I had to go to one of the pubs and get, you know, yeah. like the Newcastle. Funny thing is, get your yeah. bass. We get were. My, oh, I love bass. We were at day. NC State the same time, Joe. Were we? Wow. Yeah. Except one of you really liked it. The other one true. just grew that's up true. to be a radio a host who hates them. I spent I spent my I spent most of my time at WKNC and Mitch's Tavern. So wait, well hold on a second. Where, where, where were you? What were you studying? Uh, sociology. Oh, yeah. I was in Nelson most of the time. Oh. After I after I realized computer science was not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I said peace out, Syme. Yeah. I'm off to uh, I'm off to Nelson on the other side of campus. I got you. Yeah, I was in a. <laughs> Withers, Thompson, oh, all yeah. that stuff over there. Oh yeah, right on Hillsborough Street for the majority of my classes. And but yeah, the Gaelic was never at a restaurant or I don't, bar. That I don't was, think you left Thompson, walked across the street to Sadlax, and that was on tap. I did not. Yeah, I did. I, I, did I did walk across the street to Sadlax quite a bit. <laughs> right, but that so was PBR not was on, on. But that was not. Some PBR tap. was on the tap there. And we'll I did probably that. yes. My fondest memories is going in between classes if I had a late class or something, going to Mitch's and getting Fosters on draft. Yeah. Oh, See, that was the jam. not from the oil can. <laughs> not from no, the. No, that was where we would get. Uh, Mix, Michelob Ultra wasn't even a thing back then, so the uh, that was Michelob Light. It was Michelob Light? Mick Light. I used to drink a lot of Mick Light. And uh, when I was hanging on third floor Witherspoon Student Center with technician folk and student government, they would like to go up to Mitch's, and on more than one occasion, statute of limitations on this one, but on more than one occasion. <laughs> Uh, they would use student fees, like you know, like the the money Whoa, that. Oh wait, yeah, wait. The, the money that was. This used is some for, Carolina stuff we're getting into now. No, it's not. All right, this is like the money that you're supposed to use for like you know student like building, like you go out and do like group activities and that kind of stuff. That was yeah. a group activity. It, wasn't it, it was. It was. It was a group That's activity. Great. It just happened that we had a couple of pictures of McLeod on. You guys us. Where were money comes <laughs> team goes building. To. You were team exact, building. That's right. Exactly what it was. Pictures of McLeod and like. You know, I, I do that every afternoon. Wings back in the day. Yeah. I do that every oh, afternoon with yeah. with my staff. 
Of course, you're staff this, of one. No staff of one, usually, right? <laughs> Just need some me time. Yeah, that definitely. For sure. Well, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks for bringing all the goodies. And um, what are you going to do with that blue bottle of Cold Mountain, by the way? I, I think I'm going to leave it here for you guys. That's a great you, I idea. The, I put the top back you, on for you. You can, uh, you can display it, it on your desk. That's a fantastic idea. That's might a great just, bottle. I or might just be, chug it before your show. I was going to say, I might just sip on it before the start of the show today. That's a great idea. You never know. Greatest show of the week. And you can take that bottle in and get it refilled. That's true. Out of the one of many times I go out to Asheville. Anyway. Um, <laughs> He's an Asheville jet setter. That's right. Wikipedia. I haven't been the last Read time I was on the there. internet once. The last it's built up a lot of Asheville miles. Yes. The last time I was there was when uh, you guys did the new release of the logo. The changeover. I was there Man. for that. and I'll be there Friday. Next Friday, sorry. Not tomorrow. I was going to say I'll be there next quick. Friday. That's a quick turn. Well, so I will not be here next week. When you guys do the podcast. Oh, real quick note before we leave. Uh, over the break, over the holiday break, my brother was in town. My brother lives in Florida now. Another NC State grad, although he's actually doing something with his degree, yeah. like building rockets. Unlike us. Right, because we <laughs> we're not doing anything with what we actually went to school for, but that's the here nor there. Yeah, neither am I. Um, I proofread uh, Facebook posts. There you go. Yeah, you did. That's my English degree. But um, my brother went up to Asheville uh, after Christmas. And he went to Buxton Hall, Ooh. which is mm-hmm. it's good. You know, like yeah. it, I'm not I'm not saying that Buxton Hall you is like the green bean. It's not the greatest barbecue you're ever gonna have. I'm just saying it's good, right? It's and really good. It's actually. no Brooklyn, that's for sure. Absolutely <laughs> not. Wow. What is Brooklyn barbecue? It's better than Bill's barbecue in Wilson. It shut down after sixty some years yesterday. Oh, right. did I go there? I did. So, anyway. Wow, man. What are you wow. gonna say? What are you gonna say? I'm Max? angry about you, Bills. Are you gonna say uh, what's the one? What's the one in Greensboro? That everybody turn that air conditioner down a little bit more. Stamies. Stamies, yeah, I like Stamies. I've never been to Stamies. Yeah. I've heard people say it's not that good. People just go yeah, there because it's, it's there. It, it, it's it's, it's there. reputation has been there. Uh, anyway, blind pigs anyway better, we're, man. We're, we're, man. Blind we're pigs in Buxton Hall. So anyway, my brother goes to Buxton Hall, and um, he's like, what should I get? And I'm like, green beans. You get barbecue there. Yeah. And he goes, well, yeah, yeah, well, sides. I said, I told him about the green beans. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't eat anything green. He's like, you know I don't do vegetables. Well, they're not. Lucky him. Well, that's what I said. I'm like, dude, <laughs> they might look green because, you know, more vegetables. They don't taste they don't but taste they don't taste like them. them. He's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, they've been the sitting fat. under pork fat yeah. all day. <laughs> he didn't do it. He, like, he, like, oh, man, doubled he up on, like, out. potato salad. I'm sorry, yeah, but like, I'm like, what's wrong with you? The potato salad's good. Don't get me wrong. But it's no green bean. It's no scratch. green beans. I cannot wait to get them. Uh, potato salad, but you know, that's here and over there. I oh, know it's no uh, Big Mike's barbecue potato salad. Dude, best, that best potato salad. Oh, that potato <laughs> salad. Yeah. Just that's a casserole. That's not a salad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they. Uh, so yeah, I was very annoyed with him when he was like, "Oh, it was okay." I'm like, "Cause you didn't get the green beans, man." David. Wow. Jeez. Anyway, thanks for coming in, Jess. Hey, thanks Good for having all me, that guys. to say. Thanks, Jess. Yes, all that to say hey. thanks. Uh, Next that's time, good. I'll bring some green beans. Please do. Yeah. Please yeah. do. Uh, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the 919 Beer Podcast. Uh, you're not here next week, right? I'm not working on your show for you, though. Don't worry. I got you, boo. Yeah, you know how this works. I just show up. You'll be taken care of. All right, good. Uh, and inc- then the, the week after that, it's going to be super exciting. Because it's Super Bowl. Super Bowl week. Lauren Salazar's in town, Ooh. and she's coming on our show. Woo-hoo. Exciting. Coming in from Fort Collins. So that's super exciting for the new Belgium fans. So we'll be drinking bourbon that day. We'll no, I'm, oh, I'm recording on a Monday. I'm actually more excited to talk to Chris Allen about what they're going to do with Cam Newton. <laughs> That'll be off the show. Uh, I don't know. I think, I think he's, he's going to hijack the show. We just talked to him like three weeks ago. Don't, I he know he we guys, definitely have an opinion. We have, <laughs> new, we have new things to talk about. David Tepper had some things to say. So we got to talk to Chris about that, you know? About sitting cam for the year. Old Pepper Jack. Anyway, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the 919 Beer Podcast. Please subscribe. Rate us, too. It actually helps with things. Maybe we won't finish second in the WREL Viewer's Choice yeah, come on, podcast listeners. voting. Letting us down. Jeez. What happened? Be, at least we'd be Brownlow. Eh, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. We'll see you all next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.